episode 72 with Faye Johnston. Hi Faye, thank you so much for being here today. Hi Amy, how are you? I'm really well, thank you. So Faye, you are a shamanic practitioner, a Reiki master and a plant spirit guide. What does that mean? It sounds amazing, but what does it mean? Well, it means that I um, work with nature actually and the elements of nature and plants in particular as, as, as my spiritual guide and teacher. So I follow a very earth-based path um, in terms of um, helping me connect and ground and really that's that's my that's where I seek my guidance some people like to work with you know crystals or other types of energy healing but for me I, I really have found this path which speaks to me and speaks to my heart and it's really through my connection with the earth I love it beautiful and I believe you're going to give us a treat and take us through a grounding ritual yeah, well, I, I just thought it'd be really lovely to start for us and your listeners as well, because um, one of the reasons that I love to work with nature and plants, especially, is because, and it sounds very, so it sounds very obvious, but they're so grounding and they really help bring us back to centre. And so this is just a daily practice, really, that, I mean, I do it every day and mm -hmm. I particularly do it when I'm, you know, having a chat like this where perhaps I was a bit nervous or I'm a bit, I need to gather myself. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll, we'll do it all together. So just, you just need to close your eyes and from, from wherever you are, just take a few, just take three deep breaths in, breathing all the way down as far as you can into your body and then just releasing as you breathe out. And what you're going to do is you're going to start to bring your awareness down from this head space, um, which I'll talk more about later on, but down from that head, really into your body, into your heart. And focusing now on your feet or wherever your body is touching. Um, it might be, you might be seated on a chair, so you might have your feet on the floor and you, your, your sit bones as well. And what I'd like you to do is just imagine that you have roots like a tree going out from the soles of your feet, going deep into the earth, through the layers of the earth, going deep and wide. And these roots are burrowing deep down through the layers of the soil, through the rocks, connecting with underground rivers and streams, reaching all the way down and wide, giving you a firm base, reaching all the way down, right down into the center of the earth. And in this place here, your roots are connected to the nourishment of the center of the earth, that creative, vibrant force that gives life to everything. And here from your roots, you're gonna drink up this nourishment, this love and support, and this creative, vibrant energy from the center of the earth. And you're gonna bring it up all the way into your body as if you were drinking up through the soles of your feet. Breathing that into your body. Imagine it touching your feet, coming through the, the layers of the earth into your feet touching your being and visualize that circulating through your body and you can visualize it as a color if that speaks to you if there's a vibrant color that makes you feel alive energized and loved or you can simply tell yourself if you're not a visual person you can tell yourself i'm connected to the center of the earth and nourishment creative force love and support is whirling around my body, connecting with every cell in my body. And just breathe in that here. And you can almost imagine yourself as if you were breathing through the soles of your feet. Breathing in. And each time you breathe in, you're just drinking up a little bit more nourishment from the earth. And that's feeding your body. And in this place here, 
If there are things which you need to let go of, like you've been worried about today, or people have been hassling you for things and there's a decision you've got to make and you just, I just want you to release it to the earth as you breathe out, keep breathing in, but every time you breathe out, imagine yourself just letting that go into the earth and the earth will carry that for you and transform that for you. So as if you were taking off a heavy bag and putting down those bags of shopping that you just don't need to carry right now and just placing them on the earth for the earth to take away. Letting that go and keep breathing in that beautiful nourishment from the earth. Feeling that come to rest in your heart. And then from your heart space, just feeling gratitude to the earth for the nourishment that the earth provides you with every day. The water that you drink, the air that you breathe, the food that you eat is all from the earth and you are a creature of the earth. You are connected. You are constantly supported by the earth as a beautiful being who's alive on this earth. Just breathing that in and feeling a sense of gratitude and deep connection. And then just focusing now on the crown of your head and visualizing a beautiful beam of light coming down from the heavens, touching on the crown of your head and then running in a line down through your third eye and your throat and all the heart, all the other energy centers, the chakra centers in your body, all the way down and through your feet. Just feeling yourself really aligned with this column of light, running from the heavens, through your energy centers, into the earth. And just breathing here in this flow of light and also breathing through the soles of your feet, this beautiful connection with the earth. And allowing yourself here to feel grounded, connected, and just feeling into your heart, giving yourself permission to soften and open your heart more here to allow more love to flow. And then from your third eye, in between your eyes and your, or your eyebrows there, just allowing yourself there to open opening that intuition a little bit more, opening your shamanic senses, opening your intuitive eyes and opening your intuitive ears. And then just coming to rest your attention back on your heart space. And from this space, you can then take it further. We, we can, um, continue you know our chat from here but from this space this is a marvelous space a really lovely relaxed space and connected space so that if you had something that you needed guidance on from this space this is where I would um, I would ask my question to the universe or I would perhaps from this space go and sit with a tree and connect with the tree by asking it to help me um, with you know with a decision I had to make or whatever it was that was on my mind, because we, we, we carry so much. And I really believe that we don't have to, the earth is there to support us. Um, and so I, I believe we can just really ask for that support. It's always there. And I, I feel that as long as we are grateful and we're honoring the resources and the, the spiritual teachers that we're connecting to, then, um, then we're on the right path. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope everyone's feeling a little more grounded and centered and settled in, in the space. Well, I definitely am. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, as you were doing the, leading us through the beautiful meditation, which felt delicious, I have to say, you know, it really reminded me, although I do a lot of different meditations, I don't spend enough time actually connecting down to the earth. Mm. I spend much more time kind of going upward in that headspace. It does, it feels really different. It feels much, the connection is much deeper. Yes, it's, it is. It's very rooting. And I actually, this is something which I, um, this is really one of the huge benefits of 
sort of remembering, oh, I can, I can connect with nature. Just, I think a lot of people, when they're on the spiritual path, mm-hmm. we're, we're so excited about connecting with the angelic realms or maybe our ancestors who are in spirit and, um, or past lives. Um, the, these are oh, power animals. You know, we, we get very excited mm-hmm. about these other realms. Um, and don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm often off with the fairies myself. <laughs> but, the, but the really important thing about work when you're sort of working like that is that you can kind of float away. Mm-hmm. And part of my work in the shamanic, in, on the shamanic path is really trying to balance that, walking one foot in the spirit world and one foot in this earthly reality that it that has to, you know, drive a car, make decisions, cook dinner, um, answer emails and, you know, talk to the bank and pay bills and things. <laughs> the fun yeah. stuff. Yeah, all that fun stuff. So we have to be grounded in this reality. And that's where I think connecting with nature can really help us remind us that actually we can be grounded and connected and still walking with that spiritual magic. Um, and this is one of the reasons actually I love to work with plants. I suppose I, I got very excited by plants at one stage because I started studying herbal medicine mm-hmm. um, and got really into my herbal medicine because I loved making, you know, lotions and potions. And that's how lots of people start. They, they, they like plants and they want to go to, um, they start, and this is actually what I'd recommend to people. If you are interested in herbs and that sort of thing, find somebody local to you and go on a herb walk, go on a plant walk, start, you know, do a weekend workshop in, in making herbal medicines and you, you get into it that way. And that's the lovely thing about plants is that we can, they've got these beautiful, that a, they're incredibly beautiful. So when we're out in nature, we can just, we can, ah, oh, we can allow ourselves to be lost in that beautiful space. You know, when we see someone who's got a lovely garden and we're looking at their roses or we're looking at these magnificent trees, which are, you know, 200 years old. And we, we can, we can, that really touches our heart and we get, get lost in that space. So they're physically very beautiful, but also they, we can, we can make things, we can make medicines with them. So they've got these wonderful, all the medicinal plants have got these beautiful, physical you know properties that that are really healthy and healing for our body and we can nourish ourselves through uh, you know organic lovely local foods that are, that are good for our bodies and that our bodies are craving but but we can also work with plants as, as as spirit allies too by connecting with them in meditations or through 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 shamanic journeys or um what i like to do is i like to have a plant with me so that um it's and in fact I've got I've got a plant with me now because I, I knew I would I knew that I would feel a little bit sort of nervous perhaps chatting to you and so just to let you know what I'm holding in my hand and this is this is so this is really the beautiful thing some people might carry crystals in their pockets for certain vibrations and energies mm-hmm. um, or you might um, you know if you have an oracle deck there might be a particular oracle card that you are working with that week because it has this message for you that you really resonate with. But I am, um, because I'm, I'm a plant fan, and I've just went out in my garden a few minutes before we were connecting, and I'm actually holding a, a lovely sprig of lavender in my hand, which not only looks beautiful, but it smells lovely, and lavender has all these calming properties, so hopefully that's having its effect. But I've <laughs> actually got some other beautiful plants in my hand. I have some mugwort, which is a very magical plant. I also have a little tiny rose, which I picked because I thought, oh, I love that. That would make me feel comfortable while I'm chatting. Um, so that's just to give you an idea of, of how we can work with plants. They don't just have to be um, things that we have in our garden or food that we eat or, or herbal medicines that we can make. They can actually be kind of totems that we can have with us um, so that we can ask the spirit of that plant to, to kind of come with us on a journey today if we're feeling if we feel like we, we need some extra support because nature is very supportive. And, I, and what you might find um, sometimes there, there will be a particular tree or a flower or maybe, um, maybe even an element of nature like, like a, a pond or the ocean. And it's really drawing your attention and you think, oh, I just, I just love that flower. It looks amazing. Or the light that's falling on that tree, is, it, it just feels like it's cooling me. And often, you know, what I'd say um, really to everyone I teach is when you have these little subtle messages like that, 
it's like um it's kind of like when people um see white feathers and that you know that's the presence of angels yeah these lovely um kind of snippets of awareness are um on is, is nature's way of saying hi come over here I, I, there's some medicine that i that that i'd like to show you that you're ready to see and if we spend time with those elements of nature that are speaking to us then we really um really feel that connection and there'll be a deeper learning for us and nature has this way of really connecting us with our with whatever needs healing whatever issue that we've managed to bury deep down <laughs> nature has a beautiful way of, of bringing that out it's like it's it's like the plant's roots can really dive in and, and pull pull it out for you but only when you're ready and usually because plants are so healing they will they will be able to support you on the journey so they won't just be pulling something up for you and, and leaving you with it the more time you spend for example out with that tree or the, the flowers for example the more inspiration and opening you you kind of have which which leads to this healing uh, for, for your being so um anyway that that's certainly my experience Sounds wonderful. Sounds yeah. very nourishing. Very supportive, very nourishing. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Um, and I find also the just almost the sheer fact that nature is so alive, you know, we we that in itself brings this vital force. And I think, you know, particularly if we are spending our lives quite um, bound to sort of being inside in front of a screen we there is there is this very basic connection of that vibrancy of nature that we're missing out on if we if we can't sort of connect with with it in some way and I'm and it's much more challenging when you are in an urban environment you can't you know you can't just go well I need a break I'm gonna take my shoes off and go and walk barefoot outside you know but there are there are these little subtle ways actually that we can bring nature in and so one of them, uh, one of them actually is to just have objects in your home, for example, that connect you to that rawness and that vitality of nature. So you might have seashells or kind of driftwood, like a lovely, just some, some lovely natural objects which have caught your eye. Um, I actually have lots of house plants because I'm, you know, I'm a planty person, mm -hmm. um, but not everybody likes to have to look after a plant, even actually beautiful images of nature as a screensaver on your phone or if you've got you know room in your uh, in your home somewhere to put just a beautiful enormous picture of something that's inspiring you in nature that will that can connect you to that vitality in some way and um one of the things i love to remind people as well is that we um all of us wake up in the morning and are usually desperate for a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. And I love to remind everybody that actually tea and coffee, you know, they might be highly processed by the time they reach your cup in the morning, but they are originally from plants that grow. And these plants are incredibly nourishing. They're actually exotic. They're from these wonderful exotic climes and they've been on a incredible journey just to get to you to make it you know to your morning cup of tea so actually even just to spend a few minutes tuning in as part of your morning ritual I know some people love to have a morning ritual and actually just actually taking a couple of minutes to just tune in and honor that connection that is in your cup of tea or coffee or even your herbal tea and just honoring, wow, you know, this is a plant that's nourishing me and it's connecting me to the earth. And it's a reminding me that I'm a creature of the earth and, and I have this vibrant force within me too. So it's just these little tiny things that we can do. And then obviously, if you're, you know, whenever you get the opportunity, you know, take some time outside. And it's, it still really upsets me, actually, the amount of people I chat to who don't take lunch breaks away from screen time. And, and I hope you're not one of those, Amy. <laughs> well, I have dogs, so I get out quite often. <laughs> Actually, that's, yeah, that's the beautiful thing, isn't it, about having a dog, because they, they do look at you even when, it's the, even when it's the most miserable of days and you're, and you're, or you're really busy, and they, they, they really do force us to go outside, yeah. They do, definitely. Yeah. One of the things that I love that you just said well, kind of all of what you just said, is it sounds like nature is incredibly versatile in the way she works with us. Oh, absolutely, yes. Um, and I think, 
what's what in certainly in my experience is well and actually you've probably experienced this um too just from you know that whole thing of oh, i'm working too much in front of my computer nothing's working today oh i'm just gonna take the dog out yeah. and i always find when i'm on that dog walk i always make it a point not to take my or not to have my phone on i like to have my phone for pictures but i don't have the phone on because if we have our phone with us we can get so engrossed in that we're not really in actually sort of outside and connecting. But when we're in that space where we're sort of like, oh, I'm just walking, I'm just in nature, I'm just outside, I'm not doing anything. That for me is when this inspiration comes in and the creativity. And for me anyway, like I find that nature is a, it's an amazing source. Well, it, well, I mean, nature is creation. We are creation. And so that's why it's so versatile because I feel that it, inspires us it brings out inspiration that these these beautiful ideas and creative ways and it, it that we that we have locked inside of us and how we need to, to sort of work it i think so it's different for everybody um but i know that the more time we spend connecting or just being in nature we don't really have to do anything you just have to be in nature and allowing it's the space of allowing that that inspiration to touch you uh, and that's where I feel that that versatility because it, it will touch people in different ways and I I've you know through my workshops and my teaching I just I'm always blown away on a workshop when I've sort of sent groups off to go and find a plant or go and find something in nature to connect with and come back and tell us about it and it's always so beautiful the way different people connect and some people might have painted a picture or have a poem or even a dance that has brought out some aspect of that piece of nature that they need to share. And that's part of our kind of healing. It's part of the healing, healing journey. And actually we just on that note, mm -hmm. I feel that we, the way that I, um, inspire people to connect with nature is not through this headspace that we were, we were mentioning earlier. It yeah. really is through the heart. Um, and so when we're in that heart space, when we're connecting with things that we love and following things which bring us joy, um, that is where, that's the resonance really of, of nature. That's the, that's that, that's that sort of heart, air, that's the sort of love field, if you like, the electromagnetic field um, that where, that certainly where plants operate, they operate in that electromagnetic field. And a plant's electromagnetic, well, we have an electromagnetic field generated mm -hmm. by our heart. And plants sense that, they have one, and they will, they kind of see you coming way before you've clocked them. <laughs> <basically>. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so, so to be in that heart space. And actually, um, I find children are obviously much better at being in that space than we are yeah. so if you have any young children around you or access to to them um you ask a child to take you um to to a place in nature or to their favorite plant in the garden or even um or even actually this is a great example because I, so i used to run a flower and herb farm with my partner and what I would always notice on this, you could have a, our stand of, you know, these beautiful bouquets of flowers. And the, the child always knows exactly the one that they think is the prettiest out of all of them. And then the adult would usually come along, mum would come along and see that it was probably a bit small. And there was another one that actually was the same price that was bigger. Or, you know, adults come along and go, oh no, darling, really? Do you want this one? But children just know they have this, playfulness they they have this curiosity and they they just are, are really connected uh much more so with nature than we are so if you if you're feeling if you're ever feeling disconnected grab a child <laughs> not literally one that you know um and and get them to take you take you for a walk in the park and to show you things in the park that that they like the look of or their favorite place in their garden, for example, because a child will take you to places that your adult self won't take you to because the child will crawl under something and then show you a very, very beautiful tiny flower which was behind a tree that the, the adult you wouldn't have noticed. 
Um, and so, yes, yeah, some of my work we do, we do kind of inner, inner child meditations where we will invite the spirit of our inner child to, to come with us. And, and, it, and it's, there's great healing from that because we've, you know, we've, as adults, we've, we've forgotten that joyful, playful heart connection that as children who are much more um, naive and full of joy and haven't had the worries of the world put on them yet, you know, they're much more free to connect with that. Um, so Definitely. yeah so that's so that's how to access that heart space really and just and just feeling it's about feeling your way rather than thinking because we, we we're always thinking mm-hmm. oh which, which which way shall I go now what shall I do now and it's lo- and, and you know it's lovely to be able to just just um take yourself to a park or somebody's back garden or a place in nature and just and just allow yourself to feel where would I like to go? Where would my body like to go? What's, what's, what looks interesting and exciting about this place? And not, not thinking, well, I know, we'll go this way because it looks like, and I've only got five minutes, and but just feeling your way around. And that's, that's where the magic comes in when, when we allow ourselves to feel and sense different things. And you, you might find there's just a favorite place that you like to go when it's, when it's a nice day and just ask yourself, just tune in a bit. So why, why do I like it here so much? What, what is it that draws me in here? Um, and also we, we also notice um, particularly when we're outside or in a garden or we we you know, walking around the woods or something, there'll be areas that we don't like at all. There'll be areas that we want to shy away from and, or might make us a bit afraid and that's really interesting material as well. <laughs> that's, that's definitely touching on shadow work. Um, so plants, they're, they're very, um, nature's a brilliant teacher for us, a really brilliant guide and tool. Yeah. So when we're on that kind of walk and we're feeling our way through, is that when we start kind of reading the signs of nature and kind of seeing what she has to say to us? Yeah, absolutely. And in my experience, what I, one of the things I love to do is, um, particularly if you're just having one of those days where you, you know, everything's going wrong, you're not really in the flow, you're, oh, um, and, you, and you've got this, some things on your mind that you, you need an answer for, and you, you know, this is when you really want your fairy godmother to tell you what you need to do. Yeah. Um, this is where we, we tune in. So we can, we, first thing I like to do is, if I'm feeling that way, I don't, what, what will happen if, you, if you're feeling that way is you'll get out in nature and you'll probably spend about 10 minutes in your head trying to unwind from the day. Um, so what I like to do is that grounding, a grounding meditation like that, for example, to really drop those cares and concerns sort of at my feet into the earth. And then I can be in that, in that, that sort of center place to, to kind of start my connection. But it's a really lovely exercise to just simply go for a walk and you have as your, you have in your heart this intention to be shown and then it can be, you know, um, the art, you know, show me, show me the, show me, show me, show me the decision that, um, show me the outcome if I was to choose this job. Show me the outcome if I was to, uh, move in with this flatmate or, or whatever or to to work with this colleague uh, and I asked I asked to be shown and I and then what I do is I will walk in nature and I will just allow that feeling part of me to to notice things to observe uh, in mindfulness and I'll notice what's what is attracting me what's happening uh, I'll notice how I'm feeling in my body as well. Sometimes we, we're really, well, the body is really aware. So we might feel hot, we might feel cold. And generally what you'll find is there'll be some odd things that will happen on that particular walk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And so what I, and, or you might have a knowing, uh, you might end up with a knowing at the end of the walk. It, it, your, your walk itself might have, um, if you like, um, it might have worked something out for you, mm. but I always like to I sort of review my walk at the end and, and I write it down actually as if it were a dream because you know 
we when we when we walk in nature in that with that intention in mind we are stepping through a portal into another reality just like we do when we dream just like we do when we when we're in deep meditation and or shamanic journeying so mm -hmm. we're just allowing ourselves to be in that space but not making any judgment from the mind just simply feeling and you might find for example that you when you sort of write down the walk, oh, well, that was a bit weird. A dog came barking out of nowhere and an owner was there and he'd lost his dog, but, but he didn't seem that worried that he'd lost his dog. Or that, you know, there might be odd things like this that happen. I'm just giving you an example of something that happened to me the other day and I'm like, sure. that's a bit odd. <laughs> um, and that's that, that lovely curious way that we, that we actually work with spirit. We're noticing, oh, that's a bit interesting huh and we and we and rather than i mean lots of people i know when they do dream analysis for example they go what does this mean and i'll just plug it into google and it's going to tell me it's oh, and i saw an eagle what does that mean and and i'm i'm one of these really annoying um uh teachers who says well it depends what it means to you because it really does and so really just just looking um for signs um so to, to try and read those signs from nature, my advice is to walk, write, and then write it down, write everything down, write the things down that you felt, that you saw, um, that seemed unusual. Write it down as if you were writing down a dream and you, you'll find patterns. And then, you know, if you've asked, oh, show me, show me the outcome of, um, you know, working with this person or choosing this job or this flatmate, for example, um, you might find that actually you, the feeling on the walk was was kind of not a great feeling. Actually, it started to rain halfway through. You felt a bit hungry. Um, you know, these, these sorts of feelings that come up. And actually, so for me, that would be a, well, that doesn't sound like a great decision then. Um, that, would, that would be how I would read that particular sign if that was me. Um, and, you, and we can cloud watch. We can see beautiful um strange shapes in clouds can't we there's all we sorts can, of we can, we can. yeah so just using that using nature as a landscape in yeah. which to to read and also um i mean one thing we haven't talked about is um sort of the seasons and cycles of the moon um because obviously i mean there's lots of people talking about moon sort of working with the moon these days yeah. which yeah. is which is really wonderful. Um, so there's obviously different power in that at different times of, of the, the moon cycle, yeah. uh, which we can harness um, depending on what we're sort of, what we're looking for. Um, so one of the things I love to work with really is, is to helping everybody feel very rooted where they live. And so for me, it's all about kind of being in tune with the seasons means really you getting to know um, where you live and how, how you kind of feel about where you live and what's your favorite time of year and, and how does that reflect and what, how does your behavior change depending on the seasons? Um, do you have a favorite place to go where you live? Do you have a place where you live where you feel really rooted and safe? Do you have a place where you like to go and you feel a certain way or you need comfort? Is, is there somewhere you go if you're feeling angry and irritable? And so this, so this is more to do with the seasons rather than the moon cycles. Mm -hmm. But so this is just really tuning into yourself because you are the authority for yourself and tuning into you and how, you know, how do I feel when this happens and where do I go? And it's really about you helping you create a nice sanctuary for yourself where you live and really feeling rooted and connected so that when we are feeling a disconnected and we are, things aren't in balance and they're not in harmony, we've got those safe havens mm -hmm. where we live or where we work or, or around about us in nature or, or places that we've created ourselves. To, to support that actually and then if you've you can add you know and then you can add on the, the power of the, the moon cycles and 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 the all the astrology bits and pieces to sort of enhance the power of the things you're hoping to achieve sounds very connected to the root chakra I mean, absolutely it is kind of obvious but just thinking you know safety sanctuary really finding your home on earth finding a peace really yeah I think I suppose um, what my work, what my sort of work 
as a shamanic practitioner is revealing to me in a sense is that I, it's really the work, I suppose the work I do is really helping people know themselves and feel at home with themselves here on earth. And really that, that sort of leads us to a greater kind of question of sort of, you know, it, it brings those questions about, well, who am I? What am I here for? What's my life purpose? So it can get sort of really big, you know, those sorts yeah. of questions. Um, but really, I think when I first started on my sort of spiritual journey, I'd go through these phases where I really wanted, you know, I had this sort of fantasy that, um, that one day a guru, you know, would come along and, that, and I could be their apprentice and it would just be amazing and I would just learn everything and then I would be the guru too. Um, and actually, you know, throughout my work and what I try and inspire and empower others to be is we, we are the teacher that we've been looking for mm -hmm. and all the answers, yeah. we have them inside ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so but if we can feel at home on this earth, rooted into sort of where we come from, where we belong, who we are, our sense of self, that really gives us the power and the strength to rise up and, and, and branch out kind of like a tree, you know, we can, we can then rise all that power up and, and it can come out and spill over and, and it affects other people and it can shine that light brighter and sort of out there in the world. So, so that's what, uh, and, and, and we do a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, lots of unraveling to do to get there because, and lots of forgiveness, I think really for ourselves to, to kind of get to that place of acceptance and, and the also the acceptance of our divine self and our and our power that we carry as as beings of this earth we're all amazingly powerful but we we you know we've off, we give our power away so much but once once we're kind of really sure of who we are we are closer to that the more close we get the more empowered we are and and as we and then and then we as we get stronger we we help others rise too absolutely for those who aren't familiar, what exactly does a shaman do? Okay, so um, shamanic practitioners are um, work with the spirit realm to basically, so we work with, like I said before, one foot in this world, being a person, a member of the community in, on earth, but also we have, we work with a, a team of spirit helpers. So for me, for example, um, I have lots of guides, um, and ancestors, some of my, some of them are ancestors, some of them are plant guides, um, animal guides. And these, I work with these guides to, to go into these other realities, these parallel realities, which exist alongside this reality. So for example, the dream, when you have a dream, that's another reality, for example. Mm -hmm. um, and I, and then we work and we bring back, we bring back healing to, to help whoever, whoever needs it. So traditionally, the role of the shaman, um, we think of indigenous tribes, really, don't we? We think of um, tribes in uh, Siberia. That's, that's the, that's the um, original um, word where shaman comes from. The, the shaman of the Amazon are actually known as curanderos, which means healer. Um, and there are, you know, there's, there's a tradition in Africa as well. Actually, many, many countries um, all over the world have these traditional sort of lineage, lineages of shamanic uh, practitioners. We've kind of lost that connection here in the West. So um, we don't have this tradition of lineage. And actually, traditionally, a shaman was the, it was like the village medicine man. Um, and the medicine man would be medicine man for people, for animals, for, for, for businesses, for the community. Um, so, so what we've done in our society is we've, we've kind of created doctors and vets and we've got the church as well. So we've, we've kind of diluted uh, our, our shamanic powers to, to, all these other, to all these other areas and our spirituality as well. But traditionally, we think of the shaman as the village, the village medicine man, the village medicine man or woman who works with spirit to really bring about and kind of hold that health for the community. So definitely one thing that is always a message for me from the spirit world is really building on that strength of community and, and recognizing that we are, we're not alone at all. We, we through, you know, 
we are really connected to to each other and to the earth as well so and to our ancestors so it's all this big beautiful um beautiful bubble of of of, of connection i often see it like a, a golden kind of grid across the world um and i think that's something that I often work with people who suffer from depression mm -hmm. and that's really um, what, what we do shamanically for that is we really work on, well, restoring power. Um, we, we go back and find where that person might have given away their power. And we also work with restoring the soul as well. So um, sort of shamanically speaking, um, when accidents happen in life, when there's trauma or tragedy or a big shock, um, what we call something like piece, little pieces of our soul can fragment mm -hmm. and we call that uh, soul loss. And so what a shaman can do with traditional shamanic technique is, is go back with the help of the spirit helpers and to, um, to retrieve pieces of the soul which have got fragmented or misplaced or, um, and also, you know, we, we also work um, with, with the other realms, helping souls move on that haven't um, that have got stuck um, or think they need to be around to help other family members you know things like that mm -hmm. so there's there's all sorts of the work of um, a shaman is 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 varied but what's really great and actually this is that it, this is one of the things I love about it is it's quite unpredictable because it's spirit-led so um, you would never go right I'm going to you know when I'm with a client we'd never say right well today we're going to work on this because um, this 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 issue has been blocking you for a while we're, we're going to work on this because you as soon as you open the space and you invite spirit in spirit will you know actually decide and and for me anyway it's the, the spirits the spirits will turn up to do the work it's certainly not me the shaman is the hollow bone just like when you're if um some of your listeners are familiar with reiki the, mm -hmm. the energy that you're using is not your own you you are allowing it to flow through you for the for the healing for the highest good mm -hmm. so with reiki we can obviously do reiki on ourselves do yeah. we have an inner sh shaman Oh, absolutely. We are all our, our true nature is 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 um it's is, is our shamanic nature, which is this beautiful divine nature full of power and who's really who's whole and and unique. And I think um that inner shaman is the ability or just remembering that that is who you really are. And when we get caught up with the drama of life or um, we get sad about things, or we are um, victims of certain things. That is, um, that really is us. Or we think, for example, that people are out to get us, um, or we feel separate from others. That's really us not coming from that place of wholeness. So that's not coming from that shamanic nature. The shamanic nature is this true connection with the divine power that you are and that you have inside of you and so working to, to sort of connect to that often we're so removed from that actually so that's why i suppose i like to start working in nature so that we we can remember that so when we when we look for example at an apple tree that apple tree has never decided to start being a pear tree <laughs> or or grow roses or um it might sometimes look a bit you know it might maybe that apple tree sometimes needs watering or it needs more fertilizer or it needs um, more sunshine so it might have periods of its lifetime where it's not looking as vibrant as other times but it's always known that it's an apple tree it's always there you know every season it's got its apples on it and what we do as humans is we get we get sidetracked by things. We get thrown off center. We give our power away. Like I said, we, we, we have our soul gets fragmented through different things. So we really do forget our divine nature. We forget that true sense of who we are. And that's why when we're working with nature, nature is always aligned to this blueprint, this, this shamanic self. It's, it's always there. And so when we spend, the more time we spend connecting with that vibrancy of nature, 
it's I find it much easier. It's like a it's like a, a vibration, a resonance that sort of rubs off onto you. Um, it, it's like wow, I'm hanging out with all these trees who know what they're doing in the, in their life, and and it, <laughs> it, it's this vibration that really does uh, connect. Sort of, can, it helps unlock it in you, and it helps you shed those layers which are preventing you from seeing the world through your shamanic eyes and and hearing through those shamanic ears and feeling with that heart. And then, if we just look at that, feel into the apple tree again, you know, and this is when we love looking at nature for the cycles really of life because an apple tree that had apples on it all year round, well, it would be really nice, but it's not. You know, we know that that's not quite how nature works it's not really in the flow of things mm-hmm. same with a, a, a cherry tree that had blossom on it the whole year round it would be beautiful but then you'd probably forget to even look at it because you'd be so used to seeing this this beautiful blossom every time so when we work with nature we do appreciate that the, the cycles of life and and how exciting it is for a tree for example that has um, you know, in the spring months, just suddenly start having those green buds on the trees. We're like, wow, that's that beautiful energy of new growth coming. And and we and so and we and we we have to sort of we kind of when we align with nature, we remind ourselves that we we're like that. We don't we're not always in bloom with our projects and plans and relationships, um, and we're not always harvesting the, the fruits of our labor. Sometimes we're just in that in that sort of winter state where, we, where certain things are hibernating um, before we're kind of gathering our juices to get growing again. So that's another way to kind of work with nature and use nature to kind of reflect back to you um, what stages of this sort of life cycle things are for us because we're not always at the top of our game. And I think actually allowing ourselves not to be is um is one of the beauties of sort of connecting in with that divine shamanic nature because um we we have to go with the flow with 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 life that's that's part of the magic of 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 how we we function really as creative beings indeed sis and one of the things i love about the seasons is there is great beauty in every season it's different but it's beautiful. So yes, the spring is beautiful and the, the new life and the new blossom, but autumn with those golden leaves is, is also gorgeous. It's just in a different way. Uh, it is. And it's actually what you're speaking about really is when we, we sort of surrender to that. We're not trying to hold on to the, the summer um, or that spring all the time. We're not trying to hold on to the, to the rose in bloom. We, we're actually, a, you know, really appreciating the radiance of that in the moment. And then we're just letting it go because we know actually that curi- bringing in the, ch- the curious childlike mind is going to go, wow, what's this all about? And, and looking for the beauty in everything, you know, like, like saying your gratitudes every night, you know, mm-hmm. it's, that, it's, that, it's that, same, that same vibration of just seeing the beauty and the radiance in, 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 in what is rather than what you think it should be or rather than what we're trying to control yeah i I, um i love to um i don't know one of the things i often say to clients is you know when we have when we have something that we're we're really desperately wanting um the energy of that is really really tight like Mm -hmm. like holding a rose in your hand and you'd be, you're holding it like, oh, I just really want this. I want my new home. I want, I'm, I'm trying to find a new house at the moment. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm trying to manifest it. And I'm holding it so tightly because it has to be like this. And I'd like it to be like this. And it has to be, you know, and, and if I'm holding a rose in my hand, and actually, funny enough, I do have a rose in my hand. I can do that with. But I'm holding it so tightly that when I actually am able to look at it, it's, 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 it's kind of, I've ruined it. I've squashed it. It's, yeah. it's lost its shimmer and shine and actually I wasn't even appreciating it because I was holding it in my hand so tightly so so it, when we it's when we start to kind of in we loosen up we, we we kind of we're relaxing into the flow of life into those seasons and we're, we're just seeing them for what they are um, but it's much it is very challenging when it's something that you think you want so much um, it's it's it takes challenge and courage for us to relax into that and surrender and and breathe with it and just go oh okay so I'm just going to put that out there and I'm just going to trust um you know and but I find you know that's one of the reasons I love I love working with nature because 
we trust, don't we? We trust that the sun's going to shine every day mm-hmm. and or get up. Well, it might not shine so much as, as certainly <laughs> rise in the sky. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so it's so so working with nature and the plants just really helps that that trust. Um, yeah. Can imagine. It sounds like from everything you've said that a big part of working with nature is really setting the intention to be open, and then getting really curious and just seeing how she talks to us. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you're you're so right. Just. Once we once we kind of setting that intention and we're stepping into that space, we're we're holding space for what, what what's going to show up for us and what's it going to be like, and we and we can go forwards and we we might feel a bit you know a bit you know it might feel a bit sort of a bit scary at first because we're not really sure what to expect and we're so used to being told what to do and having a having a plan um, that but. Um, and I often joke with people when they come to my workshops because I say, well, I've got a plan for the day, but because <laughs> it always is going to shift um, with dif- the different energies. And as soon as we allow the spirits of the plants to talk through us, um, we're really allowing the plants to take the lead. And I, I often say this actually to people who've got herbal, um, who like to make you know herbal medicines is, is listen, tune in, because what you think you're going to make will, will change, actually. And we had to do this when we had the flower farm. We had to list, we had to, you know, you think, oh, I'm going to put this plant here in, on my field or in my garden. And oftentimes the plants had other ideas. <laughs> and you just have to have that trust and tune in and allow the plants to take the lead because they, they are beautiful teachers for us. Absolutely. Faith, this has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for coming in and talking to us. Oh, I've really enjoyed myself. Thank you. It's, it's actually so joyful for me to talk about my work and the, the plants. So thank you. You're so welcome. When I can hear it, I can hear the joy in your voice, which is always lovely. Now that everyone's got to kind of meet you and know a little, little, little bit more about what you do, how can they stay in touch with you? Well, um, you can find out more about me at fayjohnston.com, my website. I've also got um, a, a, a budding YouTube channel. <laughs> um, and I think you're going to put my Facebook link there. As I well. will. I'll put all the links in the show notes. I will. And I've also got my, my book, actually, which is called Plants That Speak, Souls That Sing, um, is, that. is out now. And actually, um, I have, um, there is a, an audio chapter that I've recorded which is available free on my website. So if your if your listeners would like to tune into that, then go ahead. And I do I work I do one to one sessions online, and also there'll be some there'll be loads more programs coming soon because I've I've got to that stage where I can't reach everybody with a physical workshop. So I'd really like to be working, holding some lovely sacred spaces online, and and working helping people connect that in that way. That all sounds wonderful, and I'll have all the links in the show notes. Faye, thank you so much again. Thank you, Amy, and goodbye. Bye. So great to hang out with you today. If you love the show, please leave a review on iTunes as it really helps get this message into more ears. This is Amy Biondini. Live your truth, be yourself.